0: to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about topics that are hopefully for you mundane and will allow you to just chill and maybe even find your way to sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and uh, I am recording this, and the moment I am done, I am going to post this as episode 31 for season 4. Because I realized I posted an episode that I had already posted. And that was actually thanks to a friend, listener, and someone who's been on the podcast, Nima. Uh, Nima, who's listening from California, thank you for um, setting me straight with my own episodes. I've been um, working on uh, many different projects and um, trying to balance everything. And it's proven a little bit tricky. And I only say this not as an excuse, though it sounds like one, but for anyone who's listening who might be doing the same and feeling like they're a bit overwhelmed or that they have so many projects that something may fall to the wayside, just know that you're not the only one and that this podcast is here with you and sometimes makes those same kind of things happen in error, like I did with the podcast episode I posted twice, you may have heard, which was the episode I did with Tyler Murray, which is a great episode, and I strongly recommend you listen to it. Um, But this episode, I'm recording from a hotel room in Guelph, Ontario, and I'll talk more about Guelph in a moment. I also received an email from someone who was listening to the podcast who said, she uh finds it difficult because she hears my mouth noises and it's perhaps I'm too close to the microphone so I will be much more conscious of that and if that was dis- disturbing to you listeners I apologize and I'm going to try my best not to make too many mouth noises at the very least I'm going to keep the microphone further away in realization that perhaps my microphones were too close also it could be because I switched from microphone to a different microphone, and because I'm recording many of the episodes remotely, um, there has been a disconnect there with the microphones. Uh, So I'm going to do better on that front, too. Thank you, listeners, for emailing me and giving me your thoughts to make the podcast better and better. That's how I look at it, so thank you for that. Speaking of podcast better and better, our podcast has been nominated for uh, another podcast award this is the podcast awards i just got to look to make sure uh uh you might be hearing the click clickety clack of me uh typing in the computer i just want to make sure i got the correct category that we're in i'm pretty sure it's health uh but um yeah i just want to send a shout out to the podcast awards the people's choice awards is the actual um Uh, awards that the podcast awards are sort of under and yes I am under health I am nominated for a podcast award so we'll see what happens with that it's always nice to be nominated and you know if we win we would be grateful and if we don't we're just happy to be on air and being listened to Um, I happen to be in a hotel in Guelph one of the things I love about hotels And I may have mentioned this on a past episode, but I love looking at the different carpets that are available in hotel rooms and convention centers. They always sort of evoke, I think, a weird spirit of the hotel or tells you something about the hotel. I know in Florida, there's a hotel that I often stay at for work and it has the flower, the birds of paradise as their motif and it's bright and cheery in that hotel i always find to be bright and cheery this one tends to have turquoise and brown splonches everywhere as i walk up and down the halls i see these turquoise and brown splanches, and they're modern and bright and bold and i would say that's reflective of this particular hotel because you might hear that sound i'm right by the highway And there's a bunch of trucks that come back and forth, um, which don't bother me. I actually find the sounds of large motor vehicles uh, driving by to be quite relaxing. And uh, so I have a view of three highways that sort of intersect um, from the fifth floor of my hotel. I'm in this really charming city called Guelph. Well, Ontario, it's about an hour away. An hour and 10 minutes, let's say, away from the city that I usually record in Toronto, and it is charming because it is rural in one aspect when you drive to Guelph, there's many farms that sort of surround Guelph, and it has a nod to a town that was that's old, old for North America that is. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of listeners in the UK who roll their eyes or their ears as they hear me say old. But everything is relevant. And there's this beautiful cathedral in the middle of the city, of the downtown, you could say, in the French revival style. And it certainly towers over the city and is quite quite lovely, I have to say. I, I walked by yesterday and took a few photos. And... Uh, Then there's homes that are made of old stone, like stone homes from way back in the day that I've been admiring. And because it's on some rivers or bodies of water, streams, rivers, canals, I saw an old mill that was turned into a home. I drove by it. I drive by it every day, in fact. And I just love that. I love when people take a historic place and rather than just leave it to disre- disrepair, let it get overgrown or vandalized, they take it and they make it into something. I love it when it's something that the public can see, but preserving it even as a home is something I certainly, I certainly find to be great, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, if you have a place that you admire, that you love, that, that, that's been transformed, uh, please let me know because I love hearing about places that are preserved and kept, signs that are kept part of the new establishments even though they may be incongruent are things I love too. I did an episode way back on ghost signs, those signs that are sort of painted onto buildings but are faded and perhaps they're products that no longer exist for me those are those are quite wonderful too. I also recently recorded an audiobook and I'm excited about that and I'll tell you more about that audiobook when it when it becomes available. And then another project that I had in the mix which actually goes live today is I was helping a dear friend of mine with her podcast. So it's amazing how these things sort of come, come to be, but I've known Linda Mora for so many years now. I won't even say how many, but we used to go to grade school together. So I've known her since grade school, and she became a professor of Canadian literature. And when I was writing my book on podcasting, she said, I will edit your book gladly, and I said, I will only allow you to edit the book. Allow, it sounds so horrible, but I said, I'd only feel comfortable for you to edit the book if I could help you in some capacity and lend my skills. Oh, that's the AC, I think, in the background. I'm sorry, I'm in a hotel room, so you're going to hear hotel sounds in the background, which are always fun. Or not so fun, but... I hope you're bearing with it. And perhaps you can appreciate the feel of a great hotel bed and hotel pillows as you rest and listen to the podcast. Certain hotel rooms, as soon as I lie down, I drift off, and I love staying in those kind of places. And I'm grateful to say that this hotel in Guelph is actually one of those hotels where I can lay down and feel very comfortable and almost hugged, by the linen and comforters and the pillows as my head sinks down into them. So I was talking about my relationship with this friend of mine, Linda Mora, who I've had for years, and I've said to her, I will help I will I will only feel comfortable having you edit my book if I can lend my skills to you. And she said, Well, part of the reason I'd like to edit the book is because I've always wanted to do a podcast on my skill set which is Canadian literature and I said great I will hold your hand and walk you through getting your podcast to light or to be or on air or live however you like to describe having your podcast or having a podcast be available to people so Linda's podcast actually became available today as luck would have it Or as Kismet would have it. So her podcast is called Getting Lit with Linda. And it focuses on Canadian literature. And that might help some people fall asleep. So I suggest you check it out. But I think it's going to be far more interesting for most. It has been interesting for me to hear about these Canadian authors I never knew of that she talks about. With such passion and insight. And I remember we had a whole list of different names for the pop, the possible name for the podcast. But I think we all really liked Getting Lit with Linda because of all the different associations or connotations that that title could and does have. So check that out. Wherever you listen to this podcast, you'll find Getting Lit with Linda. You might hear my thumbprint on it having helped to produce it, you might be like, oh, that's something that Marco does on the Insomnia Project and I can hear his influence. Or maybe you'll be like, oh no, this podcast is great. I'm glad Marco's thumbprint is not on it the way it is on the Insomnia Project. And uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at right now in Guelph, surrounded by wonderful fields of farms. Fresh corn is now available. I love corn. I love everything about corn. I love seeing it in the stalks. I love peeling the husk off of corn. I don't love the, the silk of the corn. But there's so many different ways to prepare corn. And my cousin said the best way that she knows is to soak the corn in the husk in water for let's say an hour, and then to take that wet corn in the husk and put it directly on the barbecue so it steams while it cooks. And I've never had it like that before. And I don't love barbecued corn, but that's not my favorite way. I prefer boiled corn. But now I'm thinking, oh, this is something I might have to, I might have to explore. Getting back to Guelph, one of the things that Guelph is known for, apart from the cathedral, is the University of Guelph. And the University of Guelph is one of the universities I was thinking of going to way back in the day when I was applying to different post-secondary schools. And I got into the University of Guelph, and now having have been driven by it. I have a little pang of sadness because it's such a beautiful-looking campus. Their um, athletic mascot is a griffin, and there's this wonderful sculpture of this griffin kind of leaning on on its arm, it looks like, or on its clawed lion arm. I don't know how you would describe that. And it's beautiful, and... It reminds me of Harry Potter a bit, and I love Harry Potter. And I feel like it's a little bit of a nod to Hog, Hogsmead, Um, the school. I think I'm saying it wrong. Know, it shows how much of a fan I am of Harry Potter's. So I just can't, can't think of it in this moment. But if you're a fan, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, that's the AC going off. And I look at the campus and it's so beautiful and I love university university towns. And uh, just seeing the campus amongst the city that they're in or amongst the town that they're in and how they sort of dovetail together and work together. And there's that sort of vibrance of youth and st- studies and people eager to learn and the people who live in the town and some of whom work for the university or servicing the people who attend or work at the university and then the exact opposite where the city sort of connects to its past that's certainly something that I experience here in Guelph Guelph, Ontario spelled G-U-E-L-P-H for those of you who are wondering how how that is spelt And, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be in a hotel. I'm here kind of for work, kind of not for work, but I brought my microphone just in case, and I'm glad I did, my portable microphone, to this hotel room. And it's midday, so a lot of the people are not in the hotel's rooms, and so I feel like I have it all to myself. So it's perfect for recording a podcast because I'm not hearing the ding of the elevator or the rustle of carts and luggage and people wandering the halls. Having said that, who knows what's going to happen in a moment or two. It's also kind of um, amazing to explore the cities and towns that are near your place where you live that You don't go and see because it just seems so close or they're not a place to vacation to. And when you're forced to be there, the way I am, and you're like, oh, I've never really explored this town. I've heard it mentioned so many times. I have friends who are from here. I actually have relatives I, I barely know who live in Guelph, and... I've driven through it many times. I've passed it to get to other cities and towns. It's not a major city; it's more of a town that has a university, but so it feels like a city. But it still feels very quaint and charming. And one of the things I love about Guelph is you can park for free just about anywhere for two hours, and so having been here with time on my hands, I'm able to walk around and explore and see, look at the different local restaurants and local shops. There's a shoe store called If I-F, and I thought, what an unusual name for a shoe store. Speaking of shoes, I don't think I've ever done an episode where I talk about the shoe horn. That's the ice in the fridge behind me, deciding to Make an appearance on the show. (laughs) Today's show brought to you by myself, Ice and the Air Conditioner. But I love a good shoehorn. I don't know how you feel about a shoehorn. For those of you who are thinking, what exactly is a shoehorn? A shoehorn is that instrument that is often long. I prefer the ones that are long, say the length of your forearm, if not longer, that look like a concave often hard plastic, sometimes metal um, with a rounded edge, almost like a tongue depressor, if you will, that you put in the heel, you insert into the heel of your shoe as you put your foot, slip your foot into your shoe. It allows for the back portion of your shoe to widen a bit so that you can just push your foot down into your shoe without damaging the back of your shoe. I know it's not the best description, but it's the one that came off the top of my head. I love a shoehorn. I have several near my door at home. I find it easier to put on shoes I find I tend to damage in particular runners or running shoe or athletic shoes. Less when I use a shoehorn. When I go to other people's homes, I'll sometimes say, do you have a shoehorn? And when I meet someone who loves a shoehorn as much as I do, they take great pride in saying, yes, here's my shoehorn. And I'm always grateful for that moment. And then sometimes I'll have people say, what's a shoehorn? And I give the lame description that I just gave you uh, about what a shoehorn is is but it's one of those things that those one use items that I find when you have them the moment you need them, you're grateful that they're there and then you don't think about them until you need them again. And they're handy and if they if they stay hidden or tucked away in their place, they're not bothersome. I tend to be the king of useless gadgets. If you ask Amanda, she'll often say, oh, here's another thing we'll use for a month or two, and then it'll fall by the wayside. I once bought a spoon. It was kind of like a double-ended spatula. So one spatula was on one end, and on the opposite end was the other spatula, and it was uh, not very big as far as spatulas are concerned. Let's say the size of your three fingers together that was about the width of the width of the spatula so your index middle and ring finger together was about the size what is that about two and a half inches let's say and the purpose of this double-ended spatula was for any time that you made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or peanut butter and jam sandwiches one end would be for the peanut butter and the other end would be for the jelly And I thought, this is brilliant. How did I live my life without this double ended spatula? And Amanda looked at me and said, All right, you purchased this. How often are you making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? And I said, Well, but for those times that I do, I'm not getting two knives dirty. And I'm especially not combining a bit of peanut butter into my jam or a bit of jam into my peanut butter, which I hate. I have this wonderful tool. Well, that wonderful tool was in our, in our cutlery drawer causing all kinds of havoc, getting in the way, sticking out, falling to the ground. And for how much I used it, and for as much disruption as it caused. My wife and myself in the kitchen, that double spatula jam and peanut butter spreader is no longer in our home, I'm sad to say. And I miss it on those times when I do make (laughs) peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which, once again, is not often. Maybe I just need to make more peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Maybe that's the problem. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's, I'm going to call it the off-the-cuff episode because it's off-the-cuff and I'm recording it from this hotel in Guelph. Thanks to Nima Karazi, who's listening from California, who said, I think you posted the same episode twice, which I did. Thank you to Tyler Murray for unbeknownst to him was the cause of this episode. Thank you to Linda Mora who has a podcast of her own called Getting Lit with Linda, as I mentioned. Thank you to the person who emailed me to say they are no longer listening to the Insomnia Project because of all the mouth noises I make. I'm going to endeavor not to make them. For those of you who decided to stay and push past my mouth noises, now I'm a bit conscious. How many mouth noises do I make when I talk to people on the street? Well, I guess it's that's their problem. Thank you also to the Podcast Awards, the People's Choice Podcast Awards for including us in their health category. My other podcast, Eat and Drink, is also nominated. It's always nice to be recognized and to get emails. And I actually, if I was to pick between getting awards and hearing from the listeners, I'd always pick hearing from the listeners. So I guess the ultimate thank you is to you, whoever you are, wherever you are, whether you be in Guelph or in another town with the same name, or if you live near a gulf, or if you've ever gone to a gulf gas station, thank you for listening to the Insomnia Project. Hopefully we've allowed you to listen and sleep, and I have some interesting episodes coming up that I think you'll look forward to. I'm excited about next week's episode. I'm going to get back into posting uh, episodes in twice a week, as I was doing, unfortunately, because of what was going on with me, both personally and professionally. I wasn't able to keep up with that. But I'll get back to it, listeners, because I know you appreciate it. And I want to thank you for those of you who are pushing past the ads that we have at the top of our show. I know that they can be a little bit annoying but they also help us to keep the podcast going so just know that they're helpful to us because they allow us to cover the costs of things like the platform um, that we have our podcast on and other things that it doesn't really matter but they're helpful to us that's all I can tell you and if you ever get the opportunity to drive into Guelph I recommend it at least drive by those towns that have beautiful farms and mills and places you can picnic near water. I love those. I love those things. I love it when you can drive by a place that has that. Anyways, until next time, I hope you enjoy this and I hope you listen and sleep.